Happy New Year, bro. Happy uh, New Year. We technically already shot our New Year episode that's released, but it wasn't New Year's just yet when we shot it. So kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. So kind of all over the place. So I guess we could consider this our first episode coming to New Year's. So 2024, right? 2024. That shit just sounds crazy. I just feel old. Uh, well, shit, bro. I mean, I graduated in 2006. I was, High school. I was born in 94, bro. So this is my 30 year. Bro. This is my 30 year. So it's it, it's hitting a little different for me. Damn. That's wild. That's 94. Um, That's the same year as my brother. Okay. Man. R. Great R. year. R.I.P. Damn. Yes, sir. Nah. Uh, we just, uh, unfortunately... Uh, he just got removed from my life, so. Oh, okay. That's why I say R.I.P. I'm sorry to hear that, G. Like, R.I.P., R.I.P., or like? No, he's not. I'm sorry. Out of man. sight, out of mind. He's not dead, but out of sight, out of mind. Okay. Um, going into 2024, it was important for me to make sure that my intentions were set straight. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, that meant removing people from my life that, didn't necessarily belong there. We're only using me to get something. Okay. I I get that, man, because people don't like think about it, but those people are really holding you back in mm-hmm. some way, shape, or form, whether yeah. it's always needing to borrow something, whether it's always needing to unload on you emotionally, and like taking like asking for advice and not taking it. Is one of the most annoying and draining things in the in the world, bro. Mm-hmm. So I I 100% get it with any of those. Scenarios. Yeah, and that's you know I don't want to get too much into it. That's that's my little bro. I love him to death, and uh, you know it, it sucks that it it's gone the way it's gone. Um, like everyone else, I gave an opportunity to have a conversation, if nothing else, just a conversation, so we could communicate, be on the same page. Because I'm I'm a firm believer that when there's a disagreement. If one person's like, I'm not going to listen to you, I don't want to have a conversation, and the other person's like, well, let's have a conversation, it's still two opposing forces, and no one's getting anywhere. Yeah, you that's, that's fast. And nobody you, wins. Nobody wins. Go ahead. Well, you, you, at the end of the day, when it comes to shit like that, you just have to be able to drop the ego and like understand both sides, both points. And like nine times out of ten, when you look at people and they're like... I know this isn't like a relationship podcast, but like when they're like, why, I'm, why am I single? It's because they're not able to mm-hmm. drop that. Or why do I not have a healthy relationship? It's because they're not even able to check the ego at the door yeah. and see another point of view. I 100% agree with that. I'll, I'll, I stand by this. Uh, my lady, it took me going back and checking my ego and looking at what was wrong with me. What was I doing wrong? Um, within my relationship, Stephen gets to a point to where we could have the relationship we have now. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, all ego. And every day, it's so funny because in these relationships, and I'm sure you probably deal with this with your girl too. Is like you'll probably see the ego in a uh, I don't want to say argument, but a disagreement. Let's just say a disagreement on something. Yeah. So it's it's funny because I think more more times than not, her dropping her ego makes me drop mine. And like it's like a, it's like a chain effect, and like at first it was usually always her dropping her hers first, mm-hmm. and then I kind of like followed suit. It was a little harder for me to, I guess, give up my ego in certain situations yeah. and realize that it takes compromise and give and take. 
And I'm not going to lie, at first it annoyed the fuck out of me. <laughs> it annoyed the fuck out of me, but she was showing me what's wrong or what, what the error of how I was moving was. So, yeah, of course it was annoying. And, you know, my lady, she, in, in our disagreements, the second I feel her drop her ego, it's like, it's like a release off of me. And it's like, oh, okay, now I, now I can drop mine. And, you know, I think the trick is to learn to drop yours first. And I think, like, for me, I believe in leading by example. So oh, yeah. I want to make sure that, hey, let me drop it first. So I set the example for our relationship. Relationships should not have hypocrisy. Yeah. Um, so if I'm asking you to drop your ego, I should drop my ego, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's funny. It's funny that you say that, bro. Because now that I'm at a new gym, mm-hmm. I have to find a new training partner. I have to find new training partners and like stuff like yeah. that. And because I'm new, they don't know. They don't really know what I'm about. They don't. Mm-hmm. They th- they think I'm hurting them. Yeah. I have to drop my ego first. That's the only way I'm gonna be able to find a new training partner. Is me drop my ego first. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna really be able to go in there and like really roll with anyone the way I want to at first. Mm-hmm. Just because, you know, it's going to be me showing them I'm a safe role. I know what I'm doing. I can handle my, I can handle my weight. Yeah. So, yeah, man, it carries over in life. Like that dropping, that dropping of the ego, it'll get you far. How is it uh, going for you? Because, you know, no, I'm in that same process, too. Um, and we haven't had much time to talk about it. Um, you, you've officially selected a place now? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So uh, I went to Renzo's. Okay. Um, we talked about it earlier in the podcast. Like, I was a jujitsu practitioner, and I want to be a martial artist. Mm-hmm. And Renzo's offers so much in terms of they got boxing, mm-hmm. they got recovery stations, like cold plunges, I saw that. Yeah. Uh, saunas. They, they they got a good system, but I haven't like really gone to too many classes yet. Okay. But. The first, the first day, the professor touched on everything that we touched on in here. Just okay. like, be a good person. Be a good person. Leave your ego at the door. Be the reason someone stays. That's, yeah. Yeah. Like he, yeah. Like it, it, so far, it seems like a good environment. Dope, dope. Um, I'm, uh, when I get back uh, from my, my trip, I plan on doing, uh, I guess, uh, my free agency run. And I'm going to start checking all these gyms out and figure out what the best gym in SoCal is. I'm definitely going to jump on that with you because I do that. Like we've talked about, it, I think that's a great fucking idea. Um, Bro, we should uh, make it a series. No, no, 100%. I think okay. we should make it a series. Nope. I think we should make it a series and just kind of like, even if it's not like, like at first it's going to be where you're going to be training. Yeah. But after a while, I definitely think we should just keep kind of seeing, like giving good. Keith Lee, we tried this gym, mm-hmm. went to two classes, tried it. Let's rate it way through 10. I did I did try to go to one place, and they wanted a fit. I'm not going to put them out because we're going to do this thing. So we're talking about it, I'm not going to put it out right now. But they wanted a, a $15 drop-in fee, like to try the class. And I I get it, but I'm sorry. I want to try your class. I don't want to pay you money to try your class. Just not. I'm, I'm going to keep it moving. I, I get it. I've seen gyms that kind of have that, that like, oh, if you want to drop in, you have to pay mm-hmm. type thing. But all they're doing at the end of the day is kind of slowing their business up. My, mm-hmm. my my guess is they're not struggling, but the people who have been there have been there. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're not bringing yeah. in no new heads. And that would be my guess, too, because, um, you know, even going out to somewhere like uh, John Jock Machado's, right? They're not, they didn't charge me a drop-in fee to come check out their class. Exactly. You know I mean? Right. Exactly. That, that's, that's name notoriety, and you're not charging fees, so... 
if they're not charging, I'm not going to pay for someone else. This is really what it comes down to. Yeah. And then, like, I don't know. I uh, I went to one gym. And, again, I, we're not name dropping. Bro, <laughs> they, they charge you biweekly. Like, you have to pay your bill every two weeks. What? Yeah. And, like... I guess I hate that. Like, I, if it works for some people, it works for some people. But don't don't take money from my check every two weeks. One hundred and ten dollars for every like every two weeks is a, like I'd rather pay it up front. Man, this one gym. I hate that I'm even gonna pay it. I know I'm gonna pay it. Six hundred dollars for the month, bro. You're sick. You're sick. <laughs> it's Whatever. worth it. It's worth it. I know uh-huh. it's worth it. Whatever you learn there, I will just I'm gonna just meet you on the mat and you can show me. You whatever, know. whatever, I got you. Yeah, but uh, you, you're not fleecing me for six hundred. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you know this 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 experience for me has been honestly. I didn't want to go through it. We talked about this a lot. That I didn't want to do this. I think we talked about. It's like I came up with a whole plan. I was like, hey, bro, we could stay here. We could figure this out. We could like so. You know, whether anyone believes me or not, you know I did not want to leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the thing is, man, it's like in certain situations, mm-hmm. like everyone's not always going to jail. You know what yeah. I mean? Everyone's not always going to have that understanding. And it's it's impossible to run a school yeah. and make everyone happy. You know what I mean? So, um, like... I like to think, though, like with me, I'm very easy. I just need you to communicate with me. That's it. Yeah. And if you're not communicating with me, then that's where it's that's where it's hard for me to like continue giving my money to a business. I, so I understand the point of like, don't ask. You can't ask people for something and give them nothing in return. Yeah. So I do. I do understand on certain on, on like that part, uh, like 100 percent, 100 percent, because. Every gym I go to, I get hounded. Compete, compete, compete. Mm-hmm. I'm at this point, bro. Like I'm pretty positive. I'm just a practice. Like I'm a practitioner. I eventually yeah. want to teach, open my own gym. You know, yeah. Be a coach, like a coach was, like like someone was for me. But I'm not like, yeah. I'm not like staring down my camera like one day, Gordon Ryan. No. no. Like if I get to roll with him, it's gonna be because I stopped into that gym when I'm in, the, in Houston and he was there and the stars aligned. And yeah. I got lucky. To touch on what you were saying, as far as being a competitor or practitioner, for me, it's the same thing. The only reason why I got into competing was because I was I was afraid. Yeah. I, I was afraid of fighting. I was afraid of like just confrontation in general. And I knew if I didn't figure out how to channel that fear on the mats, I would always be uh, petrified by it. So. Yeah. So like, and it it it's funny because like you're about to know who I'm talking about. Like, there's certain types of people that show up to gyms and then they learn and like it's obvious they're just kind of there because it's their social like their social gathering. Yes, you know I mean? yes, yeah. Um, whether they're trying to meet a wife or whatever they're trying to do in jujitsu, I don't really know. <laughs> uh, I don't do that stuff no more. <laughs> but another but, life, man, another life. But like at the end, at the end of the day. That that's what that I think that's what that gym is. That, okay. That's what that gym is for. You know. Okay. Like that specific gym, it's for competition. Mm-hmm. It's for it's for people who want to like stare down the barrel and they're like, I'm trying to climb and I'm trying to put this gym on the map. And if that's not like 
if you're not one of the people that they view are going to do that for them, mm-hmm. they kind of like put you to the side. Yeah. You know, but it is what it is, you know. That's, yeah, and, uh, you know, each gym's going to operate differently. I think it's important that you know what you're looking for. Um, me right now, the biggest thing I'm looking for is that I just want good jujitsu. Actually, I don't even want good. I want great jujitsu, and I want bodies. Yeah. So, so the only way you're getting bodies is like you got to move. You got to move, and that's that's why I think we should do that series. I think we should yeah. hit some open mats and just kind of take take classes and see what we can do. But in reality, bro. I think you can get great great jujitsu everywhere. It just yeah. comes down to and, and, the discipline the professor brings. And let me be clear, uh, just so it's out there, I think you can get great jujitsu at A side. So let me just say that so there's no, you know, anything underlined here. Uh I think you can get great jujitsu at A side. Um so my choice for leaving was not because they don't have great jujitsu. My choice for leaving was completely separate from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <clears throat> I think you can get great jujitsu anywhere. Like, when, what it comes down to is there's a level of comfortability you have to build with your training partners for them to feel comfortable to open up like that. Yeah. Like, in tournaments, a lot of it comes like, it's me or you. It's fear. Like, they're yeah. going to open up in practice. It's not the same. They don't want to hurt you. You don't want to hurt them. So that you have to build that comfortability to open up like that. Um, other gyms? And like like the six hundred dollar gym we're talking about, bro. Because of the, because of the prestige, they don't give a fuck. Don't no. They don't give a fuck, and no. they, they know like you signed the waiver, you signed mm-hmm. the waiver. So it's like a it's like a level of in. I, I what I would say is you're looking for a certain level of intensity. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, I think it's not even. Hmm. I would say. I got that level at a side. Um, Unfortunately, I just think people were starting to leave, and then it just became like, oh, that level wasn't there as much as I needed it to be. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's, nothing, that's nothing against the school. That's just the situation of the, of the scenario. And I knew, I knew the second the other person left and then you left, I was like, oh, shit. My 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 shit's about to be rough here. Like, this <laughs> is like so selfishly me trying to keep you there. It was like, oh shit, this is gonna fuck up all my plans. I gotta figure this out. Well, I guess twenty twenty four is gonna be a whole different year than I planned. Well, you know. Well, for me, it was like it was just like what you said, bro. Like, I've always I've always wanted to dapple in Muay Thai or yeah. at least give it a shot. And there was someone there who was gonna teach me, and then he blew out his knee. Mm. And it's like I didn't really want to believe it up to like, is he ever coming back or not? Yeah. Uh, so I just was like, I was just like, I need a, I, I want to go focus on Muay Thai for a bit. And ideally, I found a gym that has both. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, it was just I felt like it was time for me to stop being afraid of becoming a martial artist. And that's you know I'm in that same journey too, and um, I know I'm going to end up training there for at least I would say at least three months at some point. Um, uh, yeah, the six hundred, huh? The six hundred? No, 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 no. Oh, there. Um, well, so we're going to be here for. Um, I don't know how long we're going to be here, but let's just say till summer. Um, so what I meant at Henzo's. Oh, okay, okay, uh, okay, okay. Yeah. Like having. Um, Having been there 
and knowing all the benefits that come with it, it's like, oh, I definitely, it's around the corner from here. It's somewhere I can train at. Yeah, honestly, though, I'm not going to lie. When, whenever, whenever I go from gym to gym, mm-hmm. one of my favorite things to look for, bro, is because whenever, whenever I was in Vegas, when I was tra- tra- training at Cabrinha South, shout out to my boy Mike, crazy work there. Okay. Crazy work. And it wasn't like a big gym. It wasn't like like the mat space was big. Mm-hmm. At the time they weren't they had only been open for a year, so they didn't have they had a good amount of students, but not a lot of students. Yeah. When I tell you, bro, some fucking killers, dog. Everybody in there. Except except one dude, but I think he's gone. He's gone. Okay. I, he's gone. He was a bum. <laughs> um, you know, I was at Forge recently. They have they're they have some solid deep waters there. Yeah, bro, and that's and that's what I was getting at. It's the gyms that are a little smaller where the professors can like kind of tweak everything from everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fucking killers, bro. Because mm-hmm. like at the end of the day, I've heard of Forge, but I've never been to for- Forge. Other than you, I've never really mm-hmm. met anyone who's trained at Forge. Okay, but well, well, Ross trains there. That's where he primarily trains. Yeah, and. Um, I just like I said, his his boy T. You think Ross is a problem? T is a problem, bro. I, hey, I ain't gonna lie. No disrespect to my boy Ross, mm-hmm. but I think I got the recipe for Ross, bro. Ah, I got the recipe for Ross. Ross is good, but <laughs> I got the recipe for Ross. Man, like I, <laughs> <laughs> hey Ross, come on, bro. <laughs> come on, yeah, yeah, come on, bro. I'm about to, I'm about to, your world up too. Yeah, now nah, you called me out on my chair, and I ain't got my round since. Letting you know, we right here and we ain't hiding. Nah. You know, I'm so mad. Uh, the last time we rolled, uh, freaking, it's, uh, um, I ended up hurting my uh, oblique. You know that? You know, like when someone's like on top of you and you end up getting like oblique crushed, like somehow, and it's like from pressure? No, not with Ross, but um, right before we rolled, it happened with a brown belt. Um, you know those Tasmanian devils you were talking about? Look, bro. Bro, he took me to... It, I haven't been drowned that bad in a very long time. And it was like, oh, this is what real jiu-jitsu is. Look, oh, God. When I, when I look down at the belt and see the belt is brown, I know it's going down, bro. They're not yeah. playing. They're yeah. Not playing. No, he... I, I'm pretty sure he was the mad enforcer. Like, I'm pretty sure he was the mad What'd enforcer. Uh, I don't even know if I did anything. Uh, I'm I'm a little... <laughs> So it was my first time at this gym and before I rode with him, the a white belt came up to me. It was like, Hey, you wanna roll? I was like, Yeah, sure. He was like, Can I start in your mount? I was like, You wanna be under me? He was like, Yeah, and I was like, Okay, I'll let you do it. I like I respect that though. Exactly. I respect, no I that. like one hundred percent that dude to me, I was like, Oh shit, uh, like bro. Respect, bro. But well, no, no, no. That he told you, he's like, "This is what I'm working on. This is what I need to work on. This is what I want to work on. Let's do it." Yeah. So I don't know if they saw that across the room. It was like he just got mount and you know whatever, because um, you know how I roll. I'm very let's move. I'm gonna give you space. We're gonna. I may sit here for a minute and a half, but you're gonna have three minutes to try to figure things out if you can move. You know what I mean? I'm gonna yeah, give yeah, you your yeah. space. Um, so I don't know if they saw that and he was like, hey, you want to roll afterwards? So it was one of those. Or if it was just a time that, you know, to, well, to see what I was about. Well, I'll be, I'll be real with you, bro. Like, it, so it depends on the gym. Mm-hmm. The mat enforcer is supposed to fuck you up. Yeah. Like, 
it, you, you probably didn't do anything wrong just that you're the new guy and there's no guarantee that you're even coming back. Yeah. The man force is supposed to take you to them deep waters and like, yeah, tell your friends that she ain't sweet around here. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so when I, when, I, when I experienced that, I was like, oh, okay, this is, pretty sure this is Mad Enforcer. I've, I've felt this before from other brown belts, and I've only felt it from brown belts. And I feel like at these, these bigger gyms with legacy and stuff, their brown belts are their Mad Enforcers. Oh, well, it has to be like that, bro, because it's the, to, to me, the black belt has to be the one that's leading the charger. Like, hey, this is a safe environment. Mm-hmm. Everybody come in here. You know, have a good time, make some friends, and then they look over at the brown mother like, you fuck everybody up. (laughs) You destroy everyone you got the chance to. Because, you know, there there does need to be that order. There does have to be that hierarchy, but it can't be the black belt because everyone's looking to them for guidance, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh So, um, 2024, bro. What are your goals as a martial artist? Oh, I like that because I'm not a practitioner anymore. Yeah, I'm a martial artist now. We both um, are, bro. We both are. This year, I still want to do jujitsu. I still want to do a couple tournaments. I told you I was going to do tournaments. I do have them kind of on the way. I've been in the mm-hmm. gym. I've been, you know, just to keep going on my on my my journey with, as far as just health in general. Yeah. But overall, become a become as good as I can at Muay Thai, yeah. and just kind of grow with that. Dope. And Hopefully, towards the end of the year, be able to start converging them. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah, man. So, but I do know, I do know you have a little break Mm -hmm. when you come back. What's the? I know other than like finding your gym. What's the plan? Mm, That's a good question. Um, So, Strike with Purpose is a a community group down in Long Beach that I link up with. That's Mm -hmm. um, we do a lot of boxing based techniques uh not that we don't add anything else into it but it's primarily boxing um so i'm gonna spend a lot of my free time with them just because i I really enjoy that group i love that group um it's a lot of good people who are similar minded just like myself i would say much like you it's just like hey i want to get better i want to get one percent better this may be scary. I may not know what's going on. I may, but it's easier to do it in a group, right? It's easier to do it with friends. It's easier to do it when people build you up together. And so that's that's going to be something I'm going to spend probably the next six months really spending a lot of time my time doing on the weekends. Um, I also kind of want to get kind of the same thing going here in L.A. Uh, and get like a hiking group going. So we go on a hike uh, down at Elysium Park in the morning. Let's okay. say like 7 a.m., go for a hike. Seven to eight, and then at the end of the hike is where like there's a park area, and you just pull out the mats out. So we all meet there. It's like a big circle, right? Okay, like the hike okay. is a circle, and then you pull the mats out, and then we'll have a community group do some jujitsu and some martial arts and stuff. Yeah, but honestly, honestly, I think I've told you about like how I've always wanted to do that, right? Like, yeah. kind of have like some mats at the beach and just kind of how they do in Brazil, like yes. the videos you see. So I've always like, actually, bro, I have a funny story, bro. So, I had this idea when I was a white belt. This was mm-hmm. the first time because I was like, like I have a, I had a marketing mindset. Yeah. So I told my professor, and I was like, "Yo, man, I think it would be a great idea if we put the mats and we started like we just took them to the beach and we started like a little in class, like a in, like an in class yeah. tournament, bro." <clears throat> 
I was discouraged because he shot my idea down. Yeah. Why did I leave? And he started doing it. You know, man. You know, and that was one of that was one of my first gyms. It's not the it's not the Gracie gym I was at for a long time. Mm-hmm. It's the first one I was at, yeah. um, in San Diego. Um, We're not putting them on blast, right? No, okay. no, 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 okay. no, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> no. trying to because because there's two Gracie there's two Gracies in San Diego. Yeah, they, well, the three they're there, some like the two. Yeah, um, but Gracie and Gracie San Diego and Claremont. Mm-hmm. That's where I spent most of my time out there. But uh, the one I was at before that in San Diego, you know, process of elimination, them motherfuckers stole my idea. They stole my idea. You, you know. know, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was done. <laughs> there's, a, there's a black belt I know that stole, heard me talking to another black belt about an idea that I was trying to do to build up the gym. Took that idea, ran with it for themselves, and then also gave it to another little belt, and now they're just doing their own thing. But shout out, shout out to that. That, <clears throat> excuse me, no shade, like all love. I'm happy to see them doing what he's, I'm happy to see that person doing what he's doing. I'm just a little salty that that, that black belt took my ideas, you know what I mean? Took my idea, ran with it with someone else, and then like still wants to look me in the face and be like, oh yeah, what's up? You know what I mean? Like it's that kind of stuff. Yeah. Snakes, bro, snakes. Look, so I've been, I've worked in the management world. When it comes to business, a lot of motherfuckers are snakes, but it comes down to authenticity and who does it better. So, like, you know? Yeah. And I think anything I'm going to do is going to be my flavor. It's going to be what what is going to be, you know, my style or whatever. But um, it is what it is. Uh, let me pause. Uh, check this camera. Uh, but to go back to what you were saying about marketing, I think that's a really good idea. Going out to the beach, doing setting that up. Um I've mentioned before the jujitsu club I had. Um, we kind of did the same exact thing. I was gonna get a sign made one day of like, "Hey, you know, go to my Instagram, go to my YouTube, whatever." Yeah, yeah. That's our thing. So hopefully, people would just go scan, and it would just be like free marketing out there in, in the streets. Bro, we'll we'll talk about it off camera because we know there's some thieves who steal ideas out there. But, yeah, but uh, that that again, that one's like you either execute it right or you don't. And if you're well, go ahead. What what so. What do you think you what what do you think would be needed to have like a to like block off a section of the beach and have a genuine tournament like mm. on the beach? Raise up the mats, maybe like two inches or so. Mm-hmm. Have some have like three or four mats out there and just have like a, a small tournament on the beach. And uh, like not necessarily like how I was talking, mm-hmm. but like a tournament. Uh, I, I I mean, let's just say couple hundred thousand dollars city permits yeah i think the hardest part is getting the approval from the city yeah um i think you would have to have some sort of connections in that way to get the city to approve you sectioning that port off you know that section of the beach off and having control over it yeah well people do it for like weddings and stuff and like all the time yeah I, i don't really see but those are also like 30 minutes yeah, and then also, you know, you're looking at like liabilities and is the city liable? I'm not I'm not too sure about all those fun things. Know. Sign that waiver, boy, just like you did for class. <laughs> None of us are liable. None of us was like yeah, exactly. Um but yeah, no, we should do that, bro. We need to uh, I you know, I I knew the second that I left A side that it was gonna be a long journey to Purple Belt. Um yeah. So I'm I'm definitely want to get out more and just train as much. I want my technique to hone and be as tight and as 
when I get promoted, I want everyone to be like, oh shit, I'm scared. I want everyone to run for the hills. Yeah, you, know you, you wanna you wanna be promoted straight into like that's the baddest purple belt on the block type. Exactly. So that's the new goal. Yeah, hey, hey, I get that. I get that for sure. My like the the only the only thing that's funny is cause jujitsu embodies that spirit of there's always a bigger fish, bro. And yeah. like it it I don't care what anyone says, bro. You can have the best technique in the world. If you come across a D1 wrestler who's been doing this for years, you're going to have a bad time, bro. And I'm not saying, like, you in general. I'm just saying, like, there's so many bad fucking people in jiu-jitsu that it's like. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and, you know, so uh, we talk about that. I think from a martial arts standpoint, I really want to focus on more wrestling this year. I want to okay. have that in. Okay. Uh, more wrestling and more striking, um, grappling, striking, striking, grappling, striking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, have, I would say I have defensive wrestling to keep myself up. I know, yeah. I know, I'm very hard to take down. I've wrestled with D1 wrestlers. I've wrestled with a lot of like high level wrestlers. Mm-hmm. I know I'm very hard to take down, and I understand a good amount of offensive wrestling. Yeah. Um. It's just it's just time, bro. It was just time. It's time for me to do to do a stand up or a striking, a discipline. Yeah. You know. I was uh sorry, go. No, no, I'm done. I was doing striking in the gym today on the bag, and normally I don't do like. Back in 2020, when I first started striking, there was no way in hell I would ever be in a 24 hour fitness striking on the bag. There's no way in hell. Like, my <laughs> skill was just <laughs> so garbage, and I'll be honest with you, my ego couldn't take it. My ego couldn't take that I was that bad and if someone walked past and saw me that I was just like man I'm gonna suck like and if anyone knew what they're gonna do they're gonna make fun of me and I was just so insecure about my technique and skill and go I I just hate that about gym culture so much and that's kind of why martial arts sets itself apart for me Mm -hmm. because there is none of that yeah there's none of that in martial like to a certain extent there are but usually it's you and your partner like damn we both fucked that move up yeah. And like it's like you both laugh it off and you move forward. But like in gyms and shit, like recording and all mm-hmm. that, like recording people, like I, I get that sometimes it's funny, but you don't you don't know him, like you don't know them, you don't know why they're in the gym, you don't know if they've ever been in the gym before. Yeah. The fact that they're in there trying to learn on their own, beautiful. It's cool. just a start. You know? Kudos to them for trying to, trying something. Yeah, laugh about it in private when you get home. Although it is fun. <laughs> there are some guys that come in there and all they're just 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 wild haymakers, just no form, no technique, just wild kick. I'm like, bro, like I just want to tell you, slow down just a little bit. You know what that is, right? What? That's mid gym peacocking. <laughs> He's like, I'm the alpha in here, and I want the ladies to know. You know, I, I'll be honest with you. The guys that I see doing it, they're not alphas. No, they're no, not no. alphas. No, no, no. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not gonna lie, bro. I've never like, I've never seen someone hit in the bag, and I was like, oh, shiver me timbers. Like I was, <laughs> I, was <laughs> I was, I was never like scared. But you know, I respect everybody's gym journey the same. Yeah. Like, I, I I came up playing football. I do a lot of Neanderthal weightlifting. That's what I'm used to, mm-hmm. you know. But you know, I don't know other I don't know other types of weightlifting. 
You yeah. know, I don't know. I don't know, like, that high-intensity interval training. The hit training? Yeah, I can't. Like, come on, bro. Let's like, do it. Like, I can do it. Let's do some Tabatas. So what are Tabatas? Are you talking about uh, up-downs? Tabatas are, like, they're essentially high-intensity um, interval training, in a way. Okay. Um, okay. But it's, you go all out for X amount of time, and then you rest for a small amount of time, and you go all out. You just oh, keep doing okay, that in okay. the cycle. Like don't get me wrong, I can do I can do hit training, mm-hmm. but the whole time I'm in a bad mood. Like it's not it's not fun to me. Like I'll get through it, I'll yeah. finish it, you know. But the whole time, whoever whoever's like like calling down on the up downs, I want to fight you the whole time. I don't care what it is. Like, I don't care. What like that A side cop class or <laughs> fitness class. Look, bro, he like there there was times where he'd laugh. He'd be like, "How you feeling, Devontae?" And I look at him, he'd laugh, ha 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 ha, and then I'm like, "Ha ha ha, I'm not laughing." I'm not having fun. Nah, I I got to that point where so I realized that there were too many people complaining in the gym uh, during that time. So I was like, well, I can't be the character that complains because everyone else is complaining. So I have to figure out what character I'm going to play. And I'm just like, I guess I'll be the character that just says, fuck it, let's do everything. I just kept it to myself, but I also know that there was multiple times where I made people do more up downs because I'd be talking shit. I used to like, I, I like. I don't know if you heard, but I was always like, oh, like he's like, come on, guys, you can do it. I'm like, real easy over there while you sitting down. Yeah. And, you know, and this is nothing I haven't said to his face. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely poked a bear a few times. Um, but at the end of the day, it was, it was for, I think I would say my own benefit and our benefit. Because um, yeah. I know I would have never done it myself. I would have set my ass on that sideline and be like, cool, I'm a chill, bro. Big Real fat. Shikamara vibes, bro. Real Shikamara vibes. Hey, so I'm gonna I'm tell you something on the podcast, just so my girl can find out later on when she see it, and okay. then we'll, we'll talk about it then, bro. I think after I think after I learn a little bit in Muay Thai, I want to take one fight, at least one fight in my life, Don't. like whether and like I'm talking about like get it sanctioned through Vegas and like do like an amateur fight somewhere. Mm-hmm. Just to like, what's the point in training all this? What is the point in training all this if you never get the ability to put it all together? So I do, I do think like overall that's my end goal. And my girl's always like, oh, don't, like I don't want to see you out there. And I hinted to her because I got, I got gloves and wraps, mm-hmm. and I was learning how to wrap my hands. And I was like, watch, during my first fight, baby, you're going to have to wrap my hand. And she's like, first fight? I was like, yeah. And I was like, I'm just playing. (laughs) I wasn't playing. It's really been on my mind. I can't wait. Uh, I kind of hate that you say it because I know I'm going to have to do it too. It's kind of the same thing with my first tournament we were talking about. Yeah. It scares me, so I know I have to do it. And and, and that's pretty much what I'm on. Like, I get something that I know kind of brings up a little bit of fear in me, but I'm also confident in my abilities to learn and train and... yeah. I'll be honest with you. I might just only do a boxing match though, because I really just don't want to get kicked in the fucking face, bro. I just don't. Yeah. Like I just don't want to be kicked. I'm. I'm just. You know. I can take punches all day. Go. I just know that my head's a little higher than most people's, <laughs> so I'm kind of betting that it's a lower chance I'll get kicked in the head. I know it's not zero. I know it's not even necessarily five percent, yeah. but I'm just kind of. And then like. 
at six five, bro, you gotta you watch the foot come from the floor to your face, bro. You deserved it at that point. <laughs> That's a high kick. All right. So I'm a, when we start doing more time, I'm start kicking your head, bro. Well, you kick me in the head. You kick you kick me in the head. I'll get you back. Uh, I, don't want, I don't want that smoke, bro. I don't want that smoke. I'm good. I'm oh good. man. Hey, so I actually I actually do have a I do I actually do have a question for you. Now that you're yeah. out and you're jumping around and you're looking for gyms this time around, mm-hmm. like just kind of knowing what you know, like about yourself. Yeah. What's the most important and the most like the biggest aspect of the gym? That you're looking for, and I'm not talking about like, I'm not talking about bodies. I'm not talking about yeah. how hard the roles are. I'm talking about like the camaraderie of the gym. Like mm. what, what are you looking for the most? Everyone gets into jujitsu for their own reasons, and I've said this before. For me, it was about self defense. It was about being able to protect my lady. If shit went down, being like confident, like hey, I can. I'm not going to die like a bitch in the, in the streets. Like, at least I'll be able to stand on my two grounds. I may get shot in the face and, you know, execute or some stuff, but at least I won't be a coward. I would yeah. rather die a thousand deaths than die a coward's death. Yeah. Um, and so that was my purpose of getting into jiu-jitsu or martial arts in general. Um, so going into a new gym, I would like to feel like everyone has a goal. And they're not just there. Not I don't want to say everyone because everyone's there for their own reasons. So I don't want to put a blanket statement on there. But I just want to feel a large amount of people have a clear, concrete goal in what they're doing with this martial art and where they want to go with. That's probably the best way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. But basically, basically, you want a gym where no one's there because they think someone's hot or they're not or or what like they're they're there and they're they're there to work on their craft they're not there yeah. for social power hour or none of that or to you know to <clears throat> to like bolster their own ego so they can you know shit on a little guy or something you know what i mean cuz there are some people that do come to the gyms like oh i just want this skill so i can beat up on other people I think those people get weeded out though, because yeah. the people who don't drop those egos, like like I said, there's always a batter fish. There's mm-hmm. always a bigger batter fish, bro. And like people who come in there with those egos, they get like you, you can kind of you can kind of smell it, bro. Yeah, you can kind of like and no, I'm not like really smell it, but you can you can smell it. Mm-hmm. And they get weeded out quick. And like especially in jujitsu, it's a it's a like. It's a tough spot to be in to know, like, oh yeah, the foot just whooped my ass. And I'm like, what am I gonna do about it? <laughs> nothing, nothing, <laughs> nothing today. And Michael fucking Ross. Oh yeah. Sorry, I'm yeah, still. It's all right. there, there's a line <laughs> in this table, and one side feels one way, the other side feels the other. No, we both want your head, bro. We both want your head. My mind is just more shit talking. Than <laughs> like, we talk about egos and. It doesn't. It doesn't hurt my ego that someone beats me. It doesn't hurt me that I can't beat someone because, like you said, there's levels to this. Yeah. And if I can't accept there's levels to this, then like. Yeah, and then like. All right, so like, my jujitsu. Uh, my fun. That's crazy. Uh, my Hero Academia. Right. Yeah. It's not a good show without a good villain. You know what I mean? And Michael Ross isn't a villain. But in your story, he's your Bakugo. He's your catalyst to get better. He's your reason mm-hmm. that you wanna. He he he's 
he's what's letting you know that there's another level that you can reach yes. and that you're not far off. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And like, even in jujitsu gyms, like every gym has a villain. He may not be like, oh, I'm going to take over the world. Ha ha ha. But he's a motherfucker that chokes you out, beats you up, drags you around, mops the like mops the mat up with your hair, and then hits you with the. You're getting so much better, buddy. Mm-hmm. You're getting so much better. Everyone knows he's the villain, but he's usually such a nice guy. Yeah. But gyms need that. Yeah. Because that's the that's the aiming point. Yeah. Or not not necessarily the aiming point, but like that's letting you know, like, oh, I can do this. Yeah. Definitely. Um. Sorry, I wanted to finish up what I was saying about what I was looking for in a gym. Uh, so that environment with uh, those people who have like these clear, concise goals and they want to get better. Um, I don't. We've talked about competing. I don't think I'll ever win an ADCC championship. I'm going to compete in some opens just for my own personal like goals and just throw myself in the fire. But do I think I'll ever be a champion? I've said it before. I got too many injuries. There's just too many. There's too many hurdles for me to go through. I am a coach. There's like like I have to accept that now. And if I don't accept it now, it's going to be a lot harder in the future when my body really starts breaking down and I'm pushing myself to do it. And then it just it's going to be more. I know myself, and I know it's going to be more damaged than good in the long run. I'm I'm kind of glad I'm kind of glad you say that because it, it it gives the words to what I've been witnessing with one of my favorite athletes really big ferg hang it up dog tony ferguson oh sad bro and like he was so exciting to watch and he gave so much blood sweat and tears he gave his heart to an interim title and like he still has the iq he still has the heart and the conditioning you don't want to do this but it's like every time he comes out there we watch his we watch his body fail on him Mm -hmm. and like it just like I'm a, I I grew up playing sports. I'm an athletes guy. Like I don't I don't care about the organization. I don't care about like I'm all about the athletes. They're Same. the ones Same. taking the big sacrifice. And in his case, it just kind of fucking hurts. Like it just sucks to see. You know, yeah. like if if for some reason this is worse to me with what they did to Anderson Silva because Anderson Silva still fought after his fall from grace, mm-hmm. and he just got beat up by a bunch of fucking bums. But Tony Ferguson losing to Patty bum ass Pimlet just hurts me. I feel like uh, the UFC did. Man, this is actually a good time to talk about the UFC. We haven't talked about martial arts in general in a while. So this is a good segue. And there's some um, shit going on. Dude, man, let's get into it. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, Ferguson losing to Pimbleton was heartbreaking for me. I will say, watching Pimbleton, though, he might be better than I gave him credit for. I I don't think he's better or worse or anything like that. I just don't like him. Like, the, like I don't ever think he's going to be a champion. I think he's, like, decent, but I think he's always going to be a middle-of-the-pack type guy. I don't yeah. And then, like, everyone who's like, oh, he's, like, cool and charismatic, mm, I don't like him. I don't yeah. like nothing about him. That's honestly, I think that's my biggest gripe with the UFC is that when Nate Diaz, Nick Diaz, Tony Ferguson, when these monsters who are just junkyard dogs who will die on their sword in the octagon, they're just like, oh, well, 
you're not going to get a title. So we're just going to keep feeding you to these these guys that are coming up, and we're going to make it hard for you. And you're just there for our entertainment. And I I get it. That's the UFC's job is to put on a show. That's yeah. their job. But when I talk about looking out for athletes and like the love I have for the martial arts, I look at that and go, there can be a better job done for the the person, the individual athlete. Man. Yeah, you don't have to treat them like that. Yeah, well, it, it's crazy because like at the end of the day, Tony, Tony Ferguson has just lost his power and he's gotten slow. Mm, That's yeah. really it. That's it. Three years ago, he would have fucked Patty Pimlin up. Yes, it would it would have been a bad time for him. It would have been a terrible time for him. They didn't. They called him Blades and Shades for a reason. Yeah. Um, but it, it just kind of sucks to see. But at the end of the day. We can't blame the UFC. We can't blame Dana White because Tony Ferguson's the one not retired. Yeah, I mean you're you're right. Um, so you think it's time for him to hang it up? Personally, yeah, because I do think that when you were so great, mm-hmm. like what, sports is one of the biggest "what have you done for me lately" type things. Yeah, like when you were so great. But the last five fights, people remember you getting your arm broken, getting knocked out, getting submitted again, and then losing to Patty Pimlin in decision. It's like that Chandler fight. I I understand wanting to come back after that and earn your spot back, but that Chandler fight was kind of the nail in the coffin. When when he broke his arm against um, what's his name, Charles Dubronx. Mm. When he broke his arm versus uh, Oliveira, mm-hmm. I, that's whenever I was kind of like, "Who do you think has the best?" Sorry, uh, no, go, no, go ahead, go ahead. Who do you think has the best jujitsu? Sorry, that uh, thinking of Charles maybe thinking jujitsu in UFC. Are we talking about ever? Or are we talking about right now? I'll say right now. Who who do you think has the best jujitsu? So I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, bro, and I'm gonna talk my shit. I think jujitsu in the UFC is garbage right now. Um, I think okay. Oliveira is the only one that I'm like, oh yeah, he's good. You know, like he's yeah. he's a fucking monster. You can see it. But right now, I feel jujitsu is very dominated by by strikers and wrestlers. Yes, you know what I mean. Yes, um, and like. Wrestling is a great fucking base to have, you know. Yeah. But like, I watch a lot of like stuff go on on the ground, and you can tell they're just kind of looking for the, the ground and pound. Yeah. And but like, but from what I've been shown recently, there's no like, like back in the day, like you had people there, like oh yeah, yeah, like the Nogueras. Part of the reason why I asked this is um, because I just watched that Fury grappling um, on December thirtieth. Okay. Okay. And I don't know if you got a chance to watch it, but Aljo had his match against some guy. And the guy just sat down in guard. Just kept sitting down in guard. Aljo tried to get him to wrestle, but I almost wonder if the rule set should be changed to where you can't just sit down in guard. Like, you just can't pull guard. I don't like it. I feel like part of jujitsu is having the ability to take your opponent to the ground to be able to dictate where the fight takes place. So if you're just going to jump on the ground and not take your opponent to the ground or your opponent's trying to engage with you, you just, you've already set on the ground, I just feel like it's not evolving the sport. And, and in fact, it's hurting it. So for, for me, I have two issues with that fight, right? Okay. My thing is like this. There's purists and there's professionals. Can you uh, just like... There's jiu-jitsu purists and then there's like martial arts professionals, right? Yeah. And, like, 
I do agree with you. I okay. think pulling guard is bad for the sport. I think it slows us down. Like, I think, like, anyone who's a butt scooter out there, like, if you sit down and you just wipe your ass on the mat all fucking day, like, you deserve the jokes that get thrown at you yeah. because we do train takedowns and we do train all this. So in my eyes, you're missing out on a jujitsu submissions. So basically, sambo, wrestling, and mm-hmm. judo. Yeah. You're missing out on a quarter of it. So are you really a, a purist? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I agree with him in that aspect. Okay. But me as a competitor, once it's already done, I'm here to win. You know what I mean? And you're yeah. the professional fighter. You're the one with a name. You're the one. He should have engaged and shown why there's professionals and why there's amateurs. Yeah. And he fucking, he lost because he was afraid to engage. And yeah. I get it. But it, I get what you're saying, and I, I see the match. I do feel like he could have engaged more, but I do feel like there was a lot of stalling on the other guy's part. I feel like it was a lot of, yeah. and that's where I have an issue with guard pulling and just stalling. Like There is something to be said, okay, you have to have the technique to get past someone's guard. You have to be able to engage and get past someone's guard. I get that. But if the other person is just like, well, I'm just going to stay here and I'm not even going to let you, you know, I'm just going to stall. That's where I kind of have a problem with it. Well, my thing, my thing is like this, bro. It's like you're in a grappling match. Mm -hmm. Their strategy to competition. Aljo's main focus has always been wrestling. Yeah. So why would he do that? You know what I mean? If, If it's not against the rules, why would he stand with you when he doesn't have to? Yeah. You know, so I get it, and I don't like disagree. Like I do, I hate that. I hate that. That is a quick, quickest way to convince me to just pressure you all day. Just put my shoulder in your sternum mm-hmm. and just cause pain as much as I can, whether I win or lose. Yeah, you know. But at the end of the day, you signed up for this competition. You should know the rules. You should know what they are, and you should know that oh, complaining isn't going to get them to stand up. True. True. Yeah. Mm. But he did drag him across the mat like he said he was. I would have threw him off. Well, you want to you want to act like a getting treated like one. Yeah, but I you know it wasn't a the funnest part of the match was the helicopter spin. That was the funnest part of the match. Yeah, so, yeah. So I don't know. But going back to UFC and what twenty twenty four looks like with that, what are you most excited about? So I have two things. I have two things that I'm pretty excited about. Okay. Um, Poetan. Poetan. Yeah. yeah. He's heavyweight. He's. I'm sorry, man. I get excited he's, sometimes. He's light heavyweight now. He's going. But I've heard a lot of rumors that he wants to fight Aspinall for the interim belt because mm. he wants to be a three-weight uh, three champion. And he walks around as a heavyweight. Like, naturally, he's a heavyweight. Yeah. So I kind of want to see that. Do you think Poetan can take John Jones? No. That's the question. No, 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 because John Jones, it goes back to what we just talked about. Mm-hmm. John Jones knows the rules. John Jones is a competitor. He realizes his strengths and he's not going to play to his, he's not going to play to that. True. Yeah. You're and, and yeah, like, you're right. Nope. And yeah. like John Jones is good in everything. Really great in wrestling, but he's not going to I just don't see him walking someone down like Poetan. Like, yeah. like I think he will strike with him to open up a takedown, Got you know. Um, but I don't think he can beat John Jones. I don't, I don't think anyone can beat John Jones okay. unless Gordon Ryan gets rapidly great at striking. Because I did see the whole video with him and Gordon Ryan rolling, and it was crazy. 
I didn't watch the whole thing, um, but I really take those with a grain of salt just because are, are, are either one of them really, really trying in that capacity? I don't think they're really trying in that capacity, but I think it was clear cut and dry who had a superior jujitsu game because okay. it seemed like John Jones was consistently shocked by what was happening to him Okay, from a jujitsu standpoint. So you think that if Gordon Ryan gets some striking on his belt, he could take out John Jones? I think he's the only one that John Jones wouldn't want to like take to the ground. Like I okay. think he's the only one that John Jones knows he can't just take down and dominate. Copy. But I don't care who you have in the heavyweight division. Aspinall, um, the Russian dude, I forget his name. Uh, Sergey Pavlovich. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, him. I don't think any of them really stand a chance. Yeah, the heavyweight division to me seems very light right now. Well, um, in in UFC, it's always been weak. Heavyweights, boxing. Okay. To what? To me, like I've never turned on the UFC fight. Like after Brock Lesnar left. I mean, I was excited when Francis Ngannou was there. Like I was like that had me really hype about the heavyweight division. So, so I'm not gonna lie. The only reason I wasn't is because in the UFC, it always just seems like there's a monster at the top of the heavyweight division, and then a bunch of bums that think they can, but they can't. They can't. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, oh, pause, pause. Derek Lewis is not a bum, and he can. He can. I gotta give. I gotta give my boy his credit. Derek Lewis is. Derek Lewis isn't a bum, but I. He's like. He's like a Walmart brand in Ghana. You know what I mean? I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, and like if Nganu's Versace and Derek Lewis is. Well, Derek Lewis isn't a martial artist. Derek Lewis is a brawler. Yeah. Yeah, you get it. And there's a difference. Brawlers, yeah, they do really good. They can do really They can become champions. But there's a difference when a brawler meets a martial artist. That that martial artist mindset sets them a league above a brawler. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you know who I love in the heavyweight division. He's never going to be a champion. He's going to be a Nate Diaz type guy. Who? Um, Tai Tuivasa. Mm, I love Tai. That's my guy. The shoeies disgust shoe. me. I was just nasty they disgust shoe. me, but uh, that's part of the draw. I'm like uh, this nasty bastard. What What would it take for you to do a shoey? Nothing, bro. There's nothing. I don't even really no. drink alcohol like that. Yeah, you know. I, honestly, you know, I ain't gonna lie. Look, I, out of my girl shoe, I'll do it. You know, <laughs> do it like a nice stiletto, like a uh, like a red bottom pump. Like, look, I'm a pervert for my lady. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do it out of her gym shoe. I'm gonna go fuck. <laughs> respect, respect. More. Nah, I, I, not me. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Oh, man, it's funny. Um, I don't want to. It could have been me, or it could have been my girl. I don't know whose shoes were smelling, but. Like um, the last couple of days, somebody's gym shoes were smelling. I was like, "We gotta do something about this. These shoes are bad. We gotta wash our feet, babe." <laughs> when whenever something smells in my house, I go straight to my gym hamper because I know it's not my girl. I know it's not my girl, so I, I'm gonna be like, "Which one of y'all, man?" <laughs> it's always my gi in the gym hamper. I'm not even gonna lie, bro. I wash my gi immediately because I fucking hate the way. I hate yeah. the way that soaked in smell on the gi is. And, like, you can't even escape it, bro. Like, like I, I don't know, bro. Like, I wash my gi as soon as I get home after, like, a month or two of using that gi. It has mm-hmm. that sweat smell. You know what's really been helping me? So I have a really bad time. I, I've been getting a lot better. 
But I've always, for a period there, I was just leaving my keys in my bag like an idiot. Not even pulling them out the bag. But there's like this Arm & Hammer floor odor eliminator that I've just been throwing in the detergent. Like, with the detergent, bro? <laughs> I'm telling you. I had a black belt the other day. It was like, bro, your geese smells so good. I was like. Yes, that's what I wanted. Yeah, yeah does it? Yeah. Fucking weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> hey, actually, before so before we get off of it, what do you think about Nganu and Joshua? Bro, I just saw that. I'm kind of scared for Nganu, but I'm I'm excited. I think so. After seeing Nganu versus Fury. I think Nganu can win because Joshua's one weakness is when motherfuckers hit him for real, he don't want to fight no more. I don't, that's what I was going to say. I don't think Joshua has toughness and that's no shade. Like, I just don't think he has that grit from when he gets banged to be able to, that, that mental fortitude to come back. Yeah. And then on top of that, like in terms of like heavyweight skill level, it's no, it's no question. Like, yeah, Joshua, Joshua was the Nganu. It, it was Joshua and Wilder. They have the same thing. Like they're big, they're opposing. They hit as they hit hard. The difference know? is, you know what? No, you know who uh, Joshua is. Joshua is um, Saragon. Is the Saragon uh, of boxing? Motherfucker who's just there because he's pretty. No, he's he's athletic. He's, he's athletic. He's mm-hmm. skilled, but again, like. Saragon can't when he gets when he gets damaged he can't take damage and that's the same thing with Anthony with Joshua like when you're I feel like in I feel like the, the archetype for Saragon and Anthony Joshua were probably the archetype of like the high school running back or the, the college running back you know someone who was really athletic who picks up on the athletics really good was able to take martial arts and become like a league above other people because of their athleticism but when they're met with real opposition that's when you see that that weakness show within them if that makes sense oh yeah oh yeah personally i just have never like been a anthony joshua fan like mm. Like I get that he is athletic and that he is just kind of like coasting off of that ability to be bigger, stronger, faster than everybody else. Yeah. But like every time I've watched him, I've never like, he's never impressed me, you know? Yeah. And then Anthony, uh, what Andrew, is it Anthony or Anthony? Anthony Ruiz? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that fool pretty much like, he had to rematch him shorter than he expected. And he was, you know, they do in Mexico, they party, bro. Yeah. Yeah, and he was not in shape. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think he just didn't prepare enough for the second fight. Um, but he I really exposed Joshua in that fight. Exposed exactly what I was talking about. It's like he just can't take that pressure when he's pushed against the wall. Oh yeah, and yeah, I think I think Ngannou's gonna walk him down, bro. Because like he's gone against people that were good, but even um, who's the current who's the who's the other dude in boxing right now? The other heavyweight, the one Usyk. Yeah, Usyk's so much smaller than him, bro. Usyk is so much smaller than Anthony Joshua. Okay, I haven't, I, I haven't. Have they fought yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usyk's the last person, one of the last people who beat him. Usyk took, Usyk took his belts, and then like, then I don't know. I'm not caught up there. Yeah, and like <laughs> Usyk, Usyk made made Joshua look bad to where it's not even a, like well, I don't want to see that. I don't okay, see that again. Um, so yeah, and I now I think he's about to have to fight someone who's. A little taller than him. Mm-hmm. A little bigger than him. <laughs> Francis is not a little dude. 
No, bro. I've I've I, when I was living in Vegas, I seen I seen him in person a few times, bro. He's not he's not a little dude, and there's not many people who make me look or feel small. But he's one of on them. a short list, and we're we're close to the same height. Yeah, but he's just so fucking and brolic and vascular. It's just kind of get away from me, bro. That's, that dude, yeah, no, pure African raw strength. They the threw, sand mines. They bro. threw him in the sand mines when he was two. <laughs> to work. That's like that Bane uh, Batman. Uh, uh, I was you know born in it. I was yeah. born in it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying. You know exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, man. So it's. I think. I think 2024 got a lot of good, crazy fights coming up, and then one more because I know we're running out of time, right? We yeah, We can do as long as we want. It's our show, bro. Bet, bet. Uh, I just be trying to rush Like when we have guests Just cause you know We're not paying anyone So it's like oh, yeah, You guys yeah, are doing yeah. us a favor Let me make sure We stay on schedule but. Yeah 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 Okay McGregor coming back I Don't get me wrong bro I think McGregor Is a very talented Martial artist I think he has a lot of skills I think he has a lot In his arsenal Yeah The difference between McGregor And a lot of these Other fighters is He's rich you sleep on silk pillows, mm-hmm. and you sleep on a yacht. You live on a yacht, bro. Like, how are you hungry enough to step into this octagon with Michael with, Chandler? <clears throat> yeah, with 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 dudes who are hungry, with dudes who necessarily don't have or don't know where their money's coming from after their career's over. I would say Michael does. I mean, I feel like he's done. He, you were talking about marketing. I really think he's done a really good job with his marketing for himself and the so, businesses. He's, go ahead. Maybe not. Maybe not so much Michael, but the 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 last dude he lost that he broke his leg to. Mm-hmm. Until like up to that fight, yeah. he didn't know what was going to happen after he retired. He yeah. didn't know if he was going to be taken care of or if he was good. Like in fighting, you just have to have a certain level of dog in you. And yeah. I find it hard to believe that he still has that eating lobster and steak and just living the comfortable life he has. And, like, you can train all you want, but a killer instinct does get dull. Yeah. yeah. If it's not yeah. needed. It's just like a dull blade. If you're not sharp, if if you're not using your blades, just sitting there in the corner, you, you know, you got to sharpen that thing. Yeah, but I but one thing I will say, though, is say he does make this run. He's 185 now. That could be. I the. I just want to see that presser if it ever comes. I don't. <laughs> I, do want to, I'm not, I think it's different when you put on weight. When you are a smaller guy, you put on weight. I think there. It's one thing for a bigger guy to come down in weight, but I think there's just when people already have that size, there's yeah. this. They don't know how to use their body or the. the it's yeah. just not adapted yet. You're right, bro. He's been gone for two years, and he's openly taking steroids because yeah, to heal his true, leg. True, true. So, okay. like, we don't we don't know how far he's came, but if he looks good at 185, I can't wait for those presses between him and Strickland. Uh, you mean? Oh, you think he's gonna fight Strickland? I don't. So he says he's coming back to fight at 185. He, okay. he said, I think he can't lose that weight anymore because steroids steroids will do that to you. Yeah. But in his defense, like his legs snapped clean in half. So watching something yesterday, Michael Chandler is saying he's very confident he's going to be the next person he fights. Um, and so if he would have to go through Chandler first. Chandler's saying he'll go up to 185. He doesn't care. So if they go at 185, he'd have to go through Chandler first to even get to Strickland. 
would, be, have, my, would be my guess. He'd have to go through a lot to get to Strickland, you know? Mm-hmm. But I just know how McGregor is. I know that if he's going to stay in 185, every time he's at a press conference, he's going to have some shit to talk to the champion. Yeah. Yeah, you true, know, and true. that's how that's how you jump the ranks. In all honesty, and if anyone deserves it, I guess you could say Connor deserves it. Well, the thing is, is outside of that suspension, Connor's been the golden boy for UFC. Yeah. Connor's Connor's the one who got the popularity to where it is. Mm-hmm. Connor, anytime they needed Connor to do something, Connor's done it. Yeah, you know, he's been a very reasonable and easy to work with draw for them. Yeah. So I don't see. Dana really being too difficult And I don't care what anyone is Like the fight game's a grimy world So Dana may have some grimy characteristics But yeah, the people he fuck with He fuck with And it's the people that have for sure Made his business he definitely messes with John Jones is a prime example of that John Jones has done more cocaine I'm, than anybody I'm actually a little surprised At how the Izzy treatment Because I feel like there's a little like bad blood there Low key What's going on with that? I just feel like, um, you know, I could be wrong, but much like there's a little bit of uh, backlash from you leaving A-side, I feel like uh, with me, right, I feel like there was probably a little bit of backlash with Nganu and uh, leaving the UFC. You know what I'm saying? Like in that fashion. So I can I can see maybe because I, I I do know Dana probably did want them to discredit Ngannou as much as possible and yeah. and, and Adesanya and um, they're gonna rock with their family yeah they're not, and yeah. they're not gonna do it they're yeah. not they're not gonna do it and if there's bad but bad bad blood I don't think it's that deep yeah but it's it would be because of that yeah and that's and that's that's what I'm saying I feel like that that may be even if it's just one percent. That 1% can dictate how someone negotiates or deals with one individual. What I, what I will say, though, what I will say is I think if Dana's mad at Adesanya about anything, it's Adesanya made him have to work again. He had a lot of easy champions that mm-hmm. weren't going to say nothing crazy and get in trouble. Yeah. To now they have a PR nightmare of a champion in Sean Strickland. I almost you said this before though. I feel like it's what the UFC needs though. They they need it, but there's they can only take him. They they can only allow him to go so far. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he's he's been champion since October, and he already beat up some dude outside of his house because he thought he was still in his car. You seen that right? Like it hasn't been that long, and he's already done so much wild shit. Yeah. as champion. But I think that's also if you're really talking about the market, that is that's the audience for UFC. They want that wild. If yeah. you want something that is martial art based, go to one one championship. One yeah. championship is the organization that's going to have the best martial art. I don't want to say best martial arts because each it's each going to be in, just about that. It's going to be more about martial arts than it is about. Uh, Mighty Mouse actually broke this down perfectly on one, a podcast he was on. Um, it's talking about how the different fighters, he was saying that the fighters in the UFC are more athletic based, whereas the fighters in one championship are more martial art based. Mm-hmm. So if you're going against a fighter in uh, one championship, then it's very much like, oh, I got to know my martial arts because this person has been practicing martial arts since they were two. Whereas yeah. the fighters from UFC only been practicing, you know, whenever they started. You know, maybe they had high school wrestling or whatever, but they only started when they started. They haven't been doing it since they were two years old. 
Yeah. And it, it's funny, though, because with one, isn't isn't Mikey Muzumeki? He's with one, one yeah. yeah. I think it's funny, though, because, and so is Gordon Ryan, right? Gordon, I think, is a free agent. I would say he's probably with who's number one if he had, you know, anyone. Flo Grapple, I don't, whatever. I, I thought I thought I seen something about him being with one. But but anyway, I think it's funny because as a I go to all these gyms, all these all these practitioners, yeah. They're talking about UFC. When in reality as a jujitsu practitioner you should be talking about one just because that like if you want to get paid for this shit, obviously that's the avenue to do it. Yes. One is where you get paid as in jujitsu. Yeah. Especially like from what I've seen, Mikey Mikey's been eating them boys up, and it's not even close. He's been eating pizza and yes, breaking legs pretty pretty much, just eating eating pizza and fucking people up. And there's there's a niche for it too because I don't feel like there's any grapplers right now that are really signed with one that are in that middle to like middle heavyweight range. I feel like it's only like the very light or heavier. Well, that's why I thought that Gordon was in the heavyweight, okay. the heavyweight range. Yeah, you know, just because, just because, like you, you think that would be one of the first ones that they. That's that's what most people come to see is the heavy heavyweights yeah. for no reason. But I don't know. I just thought I just thought he was with him, but he makes so much money off of ADCC. Like I've heard stories about what you get when you win ADCC, and it's fucking crazy. He's yeah. Uh, yeah. Who's Mo is paying him the cheddar, bro? When I, so when I was living like when I was living in Vegas, bro, my my boy my boy Mike he told me some shit about one of his homies. He didn't even win. The, uh, he, basically, he was talking about when Cabrinha won ADCC and okay. what what happened. And like, bro, we'll talk about it off camera, but bro. All right, let's talk about it off camera on the next episode too, because uh, we gotta we gotta sign off. Yes, sir. Time. Yes. So, um, my jujitsu, as always, thank you for joining us. Time flies when you're having fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> man, I really wanted to talk more about 2024, but we just kind of just let's give, let's, give up. A, let's give a quick um, rundown, real quick. What your what are your plans 2024 after Africa? Uh, compete. Compete in at least four competitions. I'm going to do one every quarter. Actually, no, I want to do six. It's going to be hard to fit in those extra two competitions just based upon like my travel schedule and stuff. So first competition I'm looking forward is JJ World League in February. That's what I'm prepping for, which would be interesting because I'm coming off a month of not training and then jumping like maybe a week or two of training and jumping right into a competition. So that'll be fun. Yeah, so, so for me, I'm thinking like, because I got a lot going on this year, I'm thinking like... Four tournaments, five max. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really excited. I told you we're going to Japan. Uh, my girl don't know, but I'm gonna try and find some time to train out there. Just at least get you one out to, there. You yeah, have yeah. to. You know, Brazil stole it from them first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I so I gotta go do. I gotta go do it. Um, but other than that, four competitions. I'm at this new gym. I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be at Renzo's for a bit. Okay. And just kind of. Finally become a martial artist and get these hands certified, you know? Yeah, I'm definitely, like I said, I'm getting in there. I'm going to do some Muay Thai with you. Um, I'm also, uh, I might even train at Misfits for a little bit. Um, okay. George, that's who we're interviewing tomorrow. Okay, uh, okay, He's yeah, yeah. Uh, the head instructor over at Misfits, and they offer Muay Thai too, so. 
Like okay. I said, I'm hopping around to a bunch of gyms and I'm looking for the best jujitsu, best martial arts. So I'm just trying to develop my acumen as a martial artist, um, get more versed in the self defense world, start my community group, um, and just look to to help people. Because I think at the end of the day, if we're not, the biggest thing is we're all going through shit. You and I are going through shit. And it's a struggle. And then we're just like, oh man, it's just a long day. And I'm trying to foster a space where men can be honest and open about their feelings, but also not feel judged. And then just feel like we're all moving together towards a goal of just personal, personal growth, personal, personal betterment. Sorry, I can't fucking no, no, say what I'm trying to say. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm getting at. <laughs> no, I feel you, man. Um, and like that, I like, and, and like that's what kind of what this podcast has brought to me. Like, um, remember when we first started, I was like, I don't think people really, really care what I have to say. Yeah. So it's been it's been a cool process to kind of like get my thoughts out there and just kind of like build a camaraderie with you. Yeah. And then I know I talked a lot of shit, but Michael, you my boy, and you know you're definitely a monster on the mat. Same, bro. Same. Um, and my and, and him too, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, 2024, I, I definitely want to be a lot more of this. I want to get back on my grind in jiu-jitsu and uh, start getting ready for that fight in 2025. Dang, 2025, man. Don't don't make me go with you. 20, you, you can come. I'm going to question mark 2025 fight. Right, right now it's a question mark because, you know, when this drops, I'm going to have to talk to my lady about it, you know, because okay. <laughs> she's going to be pissed. But well, you got two weeks, bro. You got two weeks, so. Oh, yeah, she's going to be so mad. I yeah. can't wait. Love you, babe. Well, um, since you said you loved your girl, I, I love you, baby, too. <laughs> um, yeah, let's sign off. Let's sign off. Thank you, my jujitsu, for everything. Um, it's been 2023. We wrapped it out in a, in a good fashion. Um, I look forward to, you know, talking with you, DJ, and uh, hopefully providing better content for everyone. So, uh, yeah, let's tap out. Yeah, like, like, what is it? Like, subscribe. Like, and, subscribe, comment, tell us what you want. Yeah, yeah, like, subscribe, comment, and again, I say it every time, you want that smoke. Pull up the Renzos for my guy, and I guess you'll have to DM me, and we'll figure it out. But I'll, I'll bring some smoke. Whoever I'll go to it. you if you really about it. I got mats, man. You just, let's, let's roll. Bro, I'm we too gonna, big we to be rolling upstairs above your neighbors. They'll hate you. <laughs> Actually, I don't think I have neighbors downstairs. Oh, yeah. Pull up. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) All right, y'all. Y'all stay blessed.